Hallelujah. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. I want you to get your Bibles very swiftly. I want you to turn with me to Genesis, the 15th chapter and the first verse. We're going to finish what we started last week. Would you help me thank God for our sister in the Lord, Pastor Candy West, being here from all nations, Huntsville in the building. Come on, you can do better than that. Let's honor the Lord for God's gift to the body of Christ. Pastor Candy West, amazing. I want to see you tonight. I want you to invite everybody you can. Pastor Candy's going to be leading us in worship. And uh, we're going to worship till the wheels fall off. And then I'm going to prophesy till the Lord says, shut up. And uh, we're going to have a great time tonight. There will be miracles happening. If you need any kind of healing in your body, I would encourage you to be here. You need a word from the Lord. I want to encourage you to be here tonight. It's going to be powerful beyond description. It's our regional worship experience where we're inviting people from all over the region to come to worship. And there's usually several, many uh, churches rather, that's worshiping together with us um, on our detonates first Sunday nights. For those that wonder if we take communion, that happens at detonate. For the saints, the saints be asking, do y'all believe in communion here? Yes. We do. It's at detonate. 6 p.m. tonight. Um, it'll be powerful. Genesis 15, verse number one. Uh, where's Allison? Stand up, baby. Did a masterful job of leading us into the presence of the Lord. We honor you. You're a great gift to the body of Christ. Come on, thank God for Allie. Allison's been with us since our days of kingdom culture. When when we were kingdom culture and we had a campus back then in Temecula and she's been so faithful and she's rolled the wave of transition she's been faithful to this house not a location but this house and we honor you we'll never forget your faithfulness Genesis 15 verse 1 the Bible says after these things the word of the Lord came to Abram in a vision saying do not be afraid Abram I am your shield an exceedingly great reward. But Abram said, Lord, what will you give me seeing I go childless and the heir of my house is Eleazar of Damascus? And uh, then Abram said, look, you have given me no offspring. Indeed, one born in my house is my heir. Verse four. And behold, the word of the Lord came to him. Somebody said, the word of the Lord is here. This one shall not be your heir but one who will come from your own body shall be your heir. Then he brought him outside and said, look now towards heaven, count the stars if you're able to number them. And he said to them, so shall your descendants be. And he believed in the Lord and, it, and he accounted it to him for righteousness. Um, I just wanna preach the second part, the journey of faith, the journey of faith thank you gentlemen we have been in an amazing series in genesis where we've been taking it um as slow as we can i extended it to the month of october because i wanted us to get everything we could get out of genesis i felt like god wasn't done with genesis um, we've called this series blank page and we've been studying the lives of uh, many of those who've been impacted um as it relates to in their relationship with god in the book of genesis but um, one of the main characters we find in genesis is the character Abraham, most of us know him as Abraham, but listed first, his name was Abram. And uh, we know that he is the father of faith, and we know he is the, he, we receive the Abrahamic blessing that comes uh, through God as we are adopted into Christ. We understand that Abraham was a mighty man of faith, but what we often miss is the details of his journey of faith. 
um, that in his journey of faith, it both had ups and it had downs. Um, Abram was not always the man that always had it completely lined up, but he made a whole lot of mistakes in his journey. The same is with you. Each and every one of us have a journey of faith. And that journey of faith is not always perfect. Say amen. The reality is that sometimes we believe God and then sometimes we flat out are struggling in our faith in God. Um, we, we looked at the scripture last week, um, even in Mark chapter 9 and verse 23, and uh, it was a powerful story of a man that was needing a miracle for his family. Um, and uh, something, he had a conversation with Jesus, and this is, Jesus said to him, if you believe, all things are possible to him that believes. That's what he started off saying in Mark 9, 23. But verse 24, immediately the father of the child cried out and said with tears, Lord, I believe, help my unbelief. Lord, I believe. Keep that up for me. Help my unbelief. So that is a dichotomy that we struggle with often in our lives is that we believe God, but then there's a portion of us at the same time, even simultaneously it seems sometimes, who are struggling with our faith to actually believe, to actually believe. How many of you are in need of a miracle in this place today? Okay. And uh, okay, um, so it's important for you to understand this about your life with God. Um, it said it last week, but I think it's worth repeating. If your faith doesn't demand the activity of God in a way that reaches beyond your reach, your faith has been placed in the wrong thing. Right? Right? Remember last week we said it doesn't take faith to get credit and get a car. That's not a miracle, right? That's credit. <laughs> um, 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 this, you, you know, but, but it takes faith, right, to step into things that I could not have attained on my own. Things that I could not accomplish upon my own. This is what I need you to understand. The mandate of heaven upon your life is so much bigger than what you have even understood yet. Um, it, it steps into this idea that God's dream for you is bigger than your wildest dream. Yeah, wow. That God's dream for you is bigger than anything that you've even seen or heard in your spirit yet. I want you to think about the most difficult thing that you have in your life that you're believing God for, that you're believing that's possible. And God's dream is bigger than that. God has such an expanded reach for you, idea for you, that he desires for you to reach for. God has so many thoughts concerning you, and many of them he has not revealed because he reveals piece by piece. Remember, even when he was dealing with Abraham, he said, I want you to go to a land I will show you. Listen, before I'm going to even show you, tell you where to go, I just want you to walk. Huh? Sometimes we have to just begin obeying. And we live this life, here's a good word, we live this life with one step of obedience to the next step of obedience. I love that. We live this life by one step, that's worth writing down. We live this life by one step of obedience to the next step of obedience. And we don't demand God for to lay it all out before we obey. We must obey and then God will give the next step. I love that. We must obey then God will give the next step we must obey then God will give the next step I, I want you to look at somebody next to you and ask them how's your obedience how's your obedience I'll do that how many of you how, how many of you um how many of you have kids wave at me you have children okay and I need to be very honest on this next question how many of your children have an obedience problem wave at me Can I give you a key? Here's the key. 
Here's a key. Here's a key. Here's a key. They were trained in disobedience from you. Y'all still here? Did y'all leave? What happened? Let me help you with that. Something has to be built in your house, Natalie, called obedience culture. You're teaching good Sherman. Listen to this. Things are not learned by what you say. They are learned by the culture you build. Uh, let me go a little further. Let me help you with it. Let me help you how it helps with, with building a house. Let's make it practical. You ready to learn? Ask your question. Are you ready to learn? You can't tell your kids, hey, I don't want you to mess around, but then you got a bunch of Uncle Johnnies coming by the house. Uncles they're not related to. That's confusing your children. Sis, you are sis. <laughs> it's important for you to understand. <laughs> it's important for you to understand. Y'all still with me today. It's important for you to understand that you got to build the right culture. The culture you build in your house is the culture your children will follow even when you think they're not watching. Talk to me, please. Mm. So that means my daily decisions that I'm making is affecting more than me. It's affecting the people around me by the culture I build in my house house and I've got to build even if some of us say we know I don't have no kids I don't want no kids amen if you out here you're just like I never want to see a kid a day in my life wave your hand y'all in here I know you are thank you man for being honest she's like I want no children and I you know I get it you don't have to want any you know no pressure on it appreciate you uh, um, amen got a population problem in America now so we, we understand it's fine uh, it's so it's important it's important for you to understand that you got to build the right culture somebody said build the right culture so even if I'm not going to have children, i got to build the right culture for those that I'm supposed to influence. So anything connected to my life is connected by the culture that I'm building. Sherman, you're teaching good. Thank you, sir. Uh, it is building a culture around me so now that people will learn how to walk in God by watching my life. People will learn how to grow in God by watching my journey. So in my journey of faith, I'm going to have to move into the place of obedience to him. Lord, I believe. But you got to help me in this other part right here. Help me with my unbelief. Oh, I want to build something for you to hear today. It's like, it's like Joshua. You remember Joshua? Joshua had a mighty call from God. He needed some amazing things to happen. And I remember even in Joshua, in his journey, he was about to be defeated by another army. And Joshua prayed a powerful prayer. He asked God to cause for the sun to stand still. And we, we read that kind of stuff. We're like, what a nice little fairy tale. I don't believe it was a fairy tale for you to clap your hands about. Uh, many of us end up missing out on the potency of God's word. God wants you to live in that kind of life and faith that even Joshua lived in. Are you understanding that I'll ask God for things that seem absolutely impossible to accomplish. I'll ask God to do things that seem like they're so far out of my reach that no one has ever seen it before. This is what I love about Joshua's story. Joshua, he never 
experienced them before and neither has anyone else experienced the sun standing still. But I love what the Bible said after that happened. And the Bible said, and it never happened another day again. Woo! What God's about to do in your life, it will not be able to even be duplicated. The kind of wonders that I'm about to run, the kind of wonders and miracles God's about to do in your life, it's a standalone miracle. Y'all don't like that? It's stuff that he's about to do for you. We will never see it again. That's how expansive it is. You live in a nation of miracles. How can a man with orange hair who has never ever been in politics? How in the world could Trump be our president? I'm not, I'm not Democrat or Republic. I'm not talking about any party. I'm telling you, it's a miracle. Y'all don't even understand. Y'all don't even get this. He had enough faith to believe, I want it, I can have it. And some of y'all, y'all talk about the president so bad, you miss on the impartation you're supposed to receive from your leader. I say, you know I mean? You talk about him so bad, you're missing out what you're supposed to receive. Not everything is nice, you know. What they say, eat the meat and spit out the bones. I'm not saying everything's right about it. But I believe that that's an impartation you can receive from this man that God has allowed to be set at the greatest seat in our nation. And it's the thing that if I believe that if I say it, and I believe if I see it, that I can have it in my hand. I need somebody around me to just go like this, go like this, go like this. I believe what you're doing is showing that whatever God said I can have, I can have it in my hand. 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 I believe. Help now. It's the journey of faith. But I want to, before I give you these notes, I want to make sure your faith is in the right thing. That's why it's important that you're listening to his voice. Because in listening to his voice, he will declare to you what it is he designed you to do. Mm, good. We don't look to someone else other than the manufacturer to tell you why you were built. What did we say last week? We ended the message by saying we were breaking the mold. Every mold that's been created by society that's been created by social media, that's been created by family lines, we are breaking the molds, right? I am the plot twist. Everything changes with me. I need you to lay your hand on your chest. I'm talking to you. I say lay your hand on your chest and say I am the plot twist. When God thought of me, he thought about changing everything. I can hear you. When God thought about me, he thought about changing everything. That's why you can't look at yourself and be downing you on your looks. Y'all ain't saying nothing. If you got big lips, wear them things. You hear me? I used to not like my lips, but now I look myself in the mirror and say, go ahead, boy. Work them lips. You hear me? You might not have the things that you like. Hello. You might be heavy at the top and small at the bottom. But look at somebody say, work what you got. Work what you got. You might be small at the top, but work. you heavy at the bottom. Work what you got. Work what you got. You might not have everything that you want, and it might not look the way you was wrong with y'all all nations. Look at somebody tell them, work what you got. Work what you got. You preaching it here, sir. It's important for you to understand. You 
are designed to do something that nobody else can do. <laughs> Abraham, there's nobody like him. There's nobody like this man. Sister Wilson, some things changed in his life when he understood I've got to fully obey and embrace the mold that was created for me by the voice. By the voice. Uh, as I get ready to move further and actually look at my notes, which I haven't done, is this. Is this. So I want to do is to make sure you're being built by the voice. If you don't give any attention to the voice, you can't fulfill what the voice has called you to be. I'm back to my regular scheduled message, which is always your devotion life. Everything I preach, you're going to find it somewhere in there. Your devotion life, meaning your prayer life, your study life, your worship life. Those things empower your faith. You can expect to have faith and don't pray. We were in, we were in a new partner's mixer and one of our newest partners, she was sitting in the room and there were some questions in the room and I love what she said. She said, what I've learned is that I have to study the word for myself. And, and some of us are like, yeah, of course, Apostle. Well, no, because you don't do that. <laughs> Study so that you can learn what he's designed for you to be. Okay, the more word I have in me, the easier it is for me to discern the voice. Is this good or what? And I have to know the voice so I can live out the plan. I got news for you. I don't want to be you. And, 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 and I don't want to have anything that you have. I don't want your life. I don't want your family. I don't want anything that you have. I want to be fully me. Here's the truth, though. I don't even know who I am until I talk to the voice. Until I listen to the voice, everything about me is assumed. Let's go to Genesis. In order for him to understand who he was as, as, as Adam, God had to tell him. Here are the parameters of your life. This is what I designed for you to do. You ought to take dominion. You have power. He began to tell him who he was, and then Adam was able, well, he decided to, not to at some point, but anyway, uh, Adam had now a mold to be able to live out because he heard from the voice. Am I helping you today? Abraham was in his journey, back to him, of walking out what he believed God for. Genesis chapter 17 Begins, God's beginning to have a conversation with him and says, hey, I want to do something in your life. Genesis 17, verse 1, go there. Um, it says, when Abram was 90 years old, the Lord appeared to Abram and said to him, I am almighty God, walk before me and be blameless. I will make my covenant be between you, me and you, and you will multiply, I will multiply you exceedingly. God began to give him a promise of something that absolutely seemed impossible to happen. 
And sometimes what we find is that when things seem impossible, we get impatient. Let's be real. When we have tasks that are difficult, oftentimes we'll move to the easier task. And we do it to make ourselves feel like we're accomplishing something. When the bigger task is still sitting over there saying, I need to get done, like, can somebody finish me? When, 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 the, when the larger task is like, hey, how about me over here? The difficult thing is saying, over here, y'all quiet like that because I'm talking to you. Look at somebody say, you, he's talking to you. Tell him he's talking to you. It's important for you to get it. That you start moving on. That's a part of, uh, it's a lot of our human nature, okay? Let's be honest about it. That's how we get free. They tell us that in the AA meeting, amen? When you show up, you got to first admit you got a problem in order to get some help. Hello? Hello, my name is Sherman. I'm on a journey of faith. And it's it's important for you to understand that God wants you to live out this thing, but you've got to embrace what he is saying to you. Um. This difficult thing about having this child and I'm in my 90s, right? Now in America today, um, you hit over, um, you, you start hitting over 30, no shade to anybody. But if you start hitting over 30, doctors start, you know, talking about, you know, you're getting, what's the, what's the age called? Jerry is 35, is advanced maternal age. That's what, it's, a, it's a thing. It's a real thing. 35 years old, advanced maternal age, okay? These folks was in the 90s. In your 90s today, that's something. Now, back then, they was in the 90s. They had no doctors. Let's paint the picture. They didn't have all this technology and stuff, can insert stuff in there for you, and... You don't have to do no work. Hello, Beyonce and Kay and Kim. Uh, it's important that you understand that you don't have to do anything. Like it's, listen, no shade. Just talking the truth. They shoot you in there, and you don't have to, you know, somebody else carries it for you. Okay? I'm not against it. I'm not talking bad. People start to think I'm shading. I'm not shading. Listen carefully. My wife was a surrogate. She had a family for a uh, baby for a family that could not on their own. So I believe in surrogacy. There's nothing wrong with it at all. No emails, please. So... It's important that you understand that this was major. And I don't think we sometimes look at it right. This was major for this lady and this man, not just her, but him. We got a purple pill now. Is it purple or blue? Viagra, y'all. Help me. It's blue? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> There's pills for that. I mean, this is so in this day and age, you know, we got pills that can help you. Glory to God. Talk to me in here. I can't stand religious people. If that thing can't rise, we got a pill to help it. I can't hear nobody. We adults. Let's talk. I thought we was adults. This ain't elementary school. If you having a problem, we got a pill for it. This man was in his 90s. Somebody say, a miracle. Here's the thing about your miracle. You've got to remain patient. 
Because somebody said, you got to remain patient. Let's go to Genesis 17 and verse 21. Let me get out of here. Genesis 17 and verse 21. You got to remain patient. And this is why Genesis 17, verse 21. But my covenant, I will establish with Isaac. Background story. They had just tried to make it happen on their own. Right? Remember Sarah? Remember I told you last week, Sarah was like, hey, I'm going to let you have my servant, dude. Get it on with her. Do what you want to do. Make a baby with her. Had God. Had God. You can, you can, I'm going to give you my servant, Hagar, and I'm going to let you go in that tent, do what you do, and I'll see you later, okay? So they were hoping that God was going to take that son that came from Hagar and Abram and make that the heir. But God says, even though you tried to do it on your own and were impatient, the reality is this in Genesis 17, 21. My covenant's not going to be with him. My covenant's going to be with Isaac. You tried it. Look at somebody say, you tried it. But it ain't going to work, bro. Listen, listen. My covenant I will establish with Isaac, whom Sarah shall bear to you. Look at this. At what? Your miracle has a set time. Now, here's the thing about time. Somebody holler back time. God is not regulated to time, but he uses time to discipline your life. He uses time to teach you how to follow his plan and to put parameters around you. And when you press into God, apparently you don't have to wonder. He will tell you the set time. I need you to get this. I need you to get this. God is okay with sharing the details. I'm saying this because some of us have just stepped at the promise. We stepped at the initial call. But we have not pressed in deeper to get the details. Conversations with God and Abraham were many conversations. Are you watching his journey? They had many conversations. They didn't just talk about this one time. But they had many conversations where God had to remind this man of what he wanted to do in his life. What are you saying to me, Apostle Sherman? I'm saying to you, it's going to take more than just one conversation with God. It's going to take more than just one moment. You have to consistently stay in the presence of the Lord to hear this voice, to obey this voice, and to understand that whatever God has said to you, it has a set time. What's good about it is I don't have to know the set time always at the beginning or even in the middle, but as long as he knows, I got to learn this kind of thing of being okay with it. I have to be okay with God's sovereignty. Can I sit down for a minute? I have to be okay with God's sovereignty. Uh, it may not make sense to me of why he does it the way he does it, um, but somebody say, I'm okay with it. I'm, 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 
Just fake it till you make it. I know you're not, but just say, I'm okay with it. I'm okay with it. I'm okay with it. I, it, it doesn't make sense to me. I don't understand why he would use that, and I don't understand why he would say that. I don't understand why he would tell me to go that, but I'm learning to be okay with the journey. I'm learning, I'm learning to be okay with listening to his voice. There is a set time for your miracle. Let's keep going. Let's keep going. Let's go, let's go to Genesis 18, verse 1. Am I helping you today? Okay, praise God. 18 verse 1 Bible says in Genesis 18 verse 1 then the Lord appeared to him um, by a terebinth tree of memory and he says he, he was sitting in the tent in the heat of the day so he lifted his eyes and looked and behold three men were standing by him and he saw them and he ran from the tent door to meet them and bowed himself to the ground and said, my Lord, if I have found favor in your sight, do not pass on by your servant. Now let's deal with this. These were angels. Somebody say angels. They were manifesting here. And this is what he said in verse nine. They said to him, where is Sarah, your wife? So he said here in the tent, verse 10. And he said, I will certainly return to you according to the what? According to the what? The time of life. There's a set time. I will return to you at the appointed time. That thing is going to happen. And I'm leaning in on that because you have to realize that even though it's not time now, doesn't mean the time isn't coming. Doesn't mean the time isn't coming. And if that miracle is expansive the way that God's been showing you, it don't matter if I get it at 25 or I get it at 65. As long as I get what God told me to get, y'all like, no, I want it now. And that's your problem. God wants to deal with your want it now culture in America. And you have to learn how to be patient with him and allow him to do what he's working. Because sometimes God doesn't bring you it because he's protecting you. Because if you were to have it now, it would ruin your life. I will certainly return to you according to the time of life. And behold, Sarah, your wife, will have a son. Sarah was listening in the tent which was behind him. Now, Abram and Sarah were advanced in age, and Sarah had passed the age of childbearing. Therefore, Sarah laughed within herself. <laughs> saying after I have grown old this thing is dry shall I have pleasure religious self shall I have pleasure she said can, you can't even please me bro are y'all reading this bible I can't even have pleasure my lord being old also she meaning he can't do nothing and I can't do nothing. Come on, y'all. <laughs> Lord Jesus. Sometimes I say, my God, my God. He said, he said listen. Uh, and, and the Lord said to Abram, why did Sarah laugh? Saying, I surely bear a child since I am old. So they perceive the thought. The Bible says, is anything too hard for the Lord? Listen, have you ever heard God say something? You was like, say who, what, huh? 
Anybody really here today? You was like, <laughs> who? Like, like not, not the way, the way my life is set up. Right, not what, not what how the th- way that things are in my life. Anybody want to be real right now? Well, you're like, God, come on now. I'm in all kinds of debt, and you're talking about I'm going to be a millionaire. Sure. God, all my family has had is a bunch of drunks in it, and you're talking about you're going to deliver my whole bloodline. Yeah. We oftentimes, like Sarah, We're not laughing out loud, but we're laughing within ourselves. And we get to a place where you've got to comprehend that God's desire is for your miracle to come. This is not the only person that laughs. If you study the story of Abraham, there was a time when Abraham laughed as well. This couple has been a laughing couple who's been laughing at God through this whole journey. And the truth is that many of us have had laughter in our hearts concerning what it is that God said that he would do. But can I just stop for just a moment and say this one prophetic word that I think may help just a couple of people in here today? It is possible. And it don't mean a lot to you, but for those that want to catch it in the spirit, you grab a hold of it and receive it as the word of the Lord to you. It is possible doesn't matter what's standing in the way doesn't matter how difficult that it has been it is possible it doesn't matter what they told you you could qualify for and what they said that you would not qualify for it is possible it doesn't matter what mama was able to do and what daddy was able to do it is possible it doesn't matter if you saw it on your street or you've never seen it before it is possible it doesn't matter where it's been and who you've been and how you've acted and what you've gained and what you haven't it is possible i need about 50 people to look at somebody and tell them it is possible what's wrong with you i said look at them and tell them it is possible whatever it is that god has said it is possible Um, Genesis 21 I'm done verse 1 and the word of the Lord visited Sarah and he said the Lord did for Sarah as he has spoken we can go home this word that seemed impossible actually happened. How many in the room, just to encourage about five people's faith, how many in the room have ever believed God for something that seemed impossible and it actually happened? Just wave at me. How many of you, how many of you, you ever been healed in your body? Wave at me. Yeah. You've ever seen your family restored? Wave at me. You, 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 you ever saw you step into something that seemed impossible and then God made a way, wave at me. Listen, it, it, what I need just for the next uh, 60 seconds is about 100 praisers that will thank God not for what he's about to do, but thank God for the miracle that he just opened up in your life. The stuff he did already. What's wrong with you? I said, why don't you open your mouth? And thank God for the miracle that he already did. I said the miracle that he already did. Be seated.
Sarah as he did as he had spoken. For Sarah conceived and bore Abram a son in his old age at the what time? At the set time of which God has spoken to him. And Abram called the name of his son who was born to him, whom Sarah bore to him, Isaac. He named the son Isaac. He named the son Isaac. For most of us, that means nothing until you study the meaning of Isaac's name. Remember, Abram laughed. Remember, Sarah laughed. And God said, before they had ever laughed, he had already set up and told them, hey, listen, I'm going to give you a son named Isaac. I'm going to give you a son named Isaac. Names mean everything. I'm studying. The Lord was like, Sherman, I need you to understand the significance of Isaac. So God told me, what, what does Isaac mean? And Isaac means laughter. It don't make sense to you yet. But what God was saying to them was that, listen, you can laugh now. Y'all can have your little joke. But I'm the one that's going to have the last laugh. Y'all don't want this. Because after I finish this, oh my God, you're going to look around and say, how in the world could this happen? I wish somebody would look at somebody around you and say, your faith may be low right now. But God told me to tell you that he's about to have the last laugh. It doesn't matter what it feels like right now. But he's about to have the last laugh. It doesn't matter what it tastes like right now, smells like right now. He's about to have the last laugh. I can hear the God of heaven sitting upon his throne, chuckling from heaven saying, I'm going to do exactly what it is that I'm going to do. I've already set up this miracle before you could have ever thought that it would happen. I've already set up this thing before you could ever imagine that it would happen. If you would just wait just a little bit longer, I'm going to do exactly what I I said I'm going to do if you would just wait just a little bit longer you'll see my hand move in your life if you would just wait just a little bit longer you're gonna see me move like I said I would move I'm about to have the last laugh and when I work this miracle everybody around you is about to be astonished at the work of my head I'm about to cause for your family to look and say how in the world did this happen I'm gonna cause for your boss to look and say how in the world that this could happen. I want to prophesy to about 20 of you. You're about to fire your boss in 2020. Y'all don't want this. You think I'm trying to hype you, but I heard the word of the Lord come to me saying, tell my children, I'm about to make your boss astonished or what I'm about to do in your life. Come on, you're about to walk in the room and say, today is my last day. What God is doing in my life, he's moving me into the place of business. I wish I had somebody who would praise God. I said, I feel your miracle coming. I said, I feel your miracle coming. I said, I feel your miracle coming. 
God said, I'm going to have the last laugh. 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 You're laughing in disbelief. But the God of heaven saying, I'm now, I'm laughing at the fact that the enemy thought that he was going to take what had you. I'm laughing at the fact that the enemy thought that he was going to take your life. I'm laughing at the fact that unbelief thought he was going to win in your life. I'm laughing at the fact that sickness thought he was going to take your body. I'm laughing at the fact that poverty thought he was going to take your bloodline. I wonder if anybody in the room can hear the laughter of God coming out of heaven. Touch your neighbor real quick and tell him, I feel my miracle. What's wrong with y'all? I said, tell him, say, I feel my miracle. I feel. I feel. God's about to do it. I feel it. I feel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hold it. We're going to practice your homework, and then we're going to let this go. Your homework this week is to wake up in the morning and to decree the impossible thing possible. Your homework is to find you a scripture in God's word that lines up with the promise God has given you. Your homework is to wake up every single morning to look yourself in the mirror and to decree what God said. I want you to do it when you're sick in your body. I want you to do it when nobody else believes it. I want you to do it when nobody else can stand it. I feel like I'm going over to Genesis chapter one. And the Bible says, in the beginning, God said. And then later on, it said, I was made in the image and likeness of God. That means whatever I open my mouth out to say, according to God's will and according to God's word, that it has to come to pass just like I said. What I need you to do is get you one neighbor. Just one neighbor, please. Get you one to obey me. I said, get you one neighbor by both hands, will you? I said, get you one neighbor by both. Obey me. I said, get you one neighbor by both hands. And I want you just to tell them just a one minute. Miracle, uh, just one, just one. I need you to tell them the wait, wait, wait. I want you to tell them the one miracle that you're going to be decreeing over. The one thing that seems absolutely impossible and it seems like God would never do it or could never do it or that it would not happen in your life. I want you to go ahead and tell them, tell them, tell them what you're expecting. Tell them, open your mouth, tell them, tell them, tell them. Tell them, tell them, tell them. Obey me, I said, tell them. Okay, okay, I feel like prophesying, but I can't get to everybody. I need you to look that neighbor in their face right now. I apologize in advance if anybody's breath stank. I apologize, but I need you to look that person right in their face right now and say, hey, you, hey, you, hey, you. Come on, tell them, hey, you, hey, you, hey, you. Tell them I want you to decree that thing over your life. Tell them I want you to say that thing over your life. Tell them I prophesy to you that what you're believing God for shall come to pass just like he said tell him you don't have to wonder tell him you don't have to waver tell him you don't have to question tell him what God said in your life it's gonna come to pass just like he said tell him I'm gonna praise God not for my miracle but I'm about to praise God 
for what he's about to do in your life. Tell him, eyes have not seen. You ain't finished. Tell him, eyes have not seen. Ears have not heard. Neither has it entered into the heart of God, man. What God has in store for you. Tell him this. Tell him, God's about to do it. 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 Now, why don't you open your mouth and praise God for your neighbor's miracle? I said, praise God for what he's about to do in your neighbor. Praise God for what he's about to do in your neighbor. Praise God for the miracle on the other side for them. Praise God for what he's about to do. It's about to happen. Impossible things are becoming possible. Now, let me quiet it down. Because some of you cannot receive this because it's not in the package you would prefer. You don't like this churchy sounding stuff. So it bothers you when I get all wrapped up and there's an organ. The Lord told me there's about, you know, 20 of you in here that's annoyed. Appreciate your annoyance. Listen. So let me say it like this. God will do exactly what he said he would do. Let me say how you can receive it. It doesn't matter how hard it's been and how difficult it's been. He's going to complete his promise in you. Doesn't matter that you have days where you don't believe. Those are the days when you strengthen your faith even harder than the day when your faith was full. God is a promise keeper and he's not playing games with you. There are 10 of you who have been asking God, are you playing games with my life? Because everything I see looks so different than what I'm living. I know you're here. You've been God, are you playing games? Is this like a joke? Because everything that I'm seeing looks absolutely polar opposite for what you've decreed in my life but I want to prophesy to you and tell you he's not playing games it's just called the journey of faith that you're in the process of becoming the idea that he designed for you to become I want you to lift your hands all over this building right now there is a strength coming to your faith while your hands are lifted there is a strength coming to your faith there is a strength coming to your faith. I want you to worship God now. I want you to worship God now. There's a strength coming to your faith. Just worship him as the promise keeper. That's it. Come on, all nations. Just lift your voice and worship him as the promise keeper. Worship him as a God that cannot lie. Worship him as the God that always tells the truth. Worship him as the God of impossible. Worship him as a God of impossible things. Ooh. Worship him as a God of impossible things. He makes things possible. Come on, worship him, worship him. 
Your faith is coming alive. 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 Come on, worship him for a moment. I can do anything, says the Lord. There's nothing too hard for me. Come on, worship him right there for a moment. Worship him right there for a moment now. Worship the Lord right now. Oh. Come on, worship the Lord right now. Worship the Lord. First Corinthians, woo! First Corinthians 14 speaks of prophecy. And it says prophecy comes to edify, that means build you up. Comes to exhort, that means push you into the place God's designed for you to be in. Comes to comfort, that means to help you through hard times. Here at All Nations and really at all 10 of our campuses, we believe in the power of God's prophetic word. Means that God does not just speak out of his written word, but he raises up people that he speaks through to be able to encourage and edify, build up, to comfort, exhort people around. And uh, I want you to do something here that the Bible says in Revelation. It says, worship God. For the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. That means the prophetic is connected to worship and the worship is connected to the prophetic. When we begin to worship, something powerful happens. Uh, listen to me, I'm about to let you go home, but I sense that God wants to encourage the lives of some people in this room. And if you're a worshiper, even a little bit of one, I need you to stretch your hands as high as you can to heaven. And with all your might, begin to lift your heart and your voice to worship him. Do it now. Yeah. Woo! Yep. 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 There it is. There it is. Come on, worship. Whoa, basanda andiosi Monday. Zilana yadevado. There it is. Oh. Jesus, Jesus. Exceedingly, abundantly. Jesus, Jesus. 